0: This is the FBCG Live podcast with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Today's message is titled, Back to School. Life is one big school. Nothing changes in life until you learn what it is that God wants you to learn. Wherever you're joining us from, we pray this message encourages and empowers you in your daily walk with God. Three and a half years ago, almost four years ago, At the age of 60, I decided to do something that I thought was foolish. I decided to go back to school. And it has been during these three and a half years, that I was, in fact, crazy to do that for them. No, I was just kidding. I I, uh, went back to school. I'm not sure what convinced me to do it, but I'm glad I did. When I was younger, when I was in high school, I couldn't wait to get out of school. I couldn't wait till I got to a place where I wouldn't have to study anymore. I wouldn't have to learn, take tests, or all of that. I was just anxious to get out of school. But I have since learned about life that you never really ever finish school that's an important point I want you to understand my message today is talking about going back to school I've learned that life itself is a big school that's what life is you're going through life and the problem is that many of you keep repeating and going through the same cycles and the same stuff and the same stuff over and over again. And the reason is because you haven't learned the lesson that the Lord is trying to teach you. And so, and so the it's, it's tragic, it's sad, it's unfortunate that you never learn and you keep thinking that if you keep doing the same thing that something will change. Nothing changes in life until you learn Y'all jot this down. You, nothing changes until you learn what it is God wants you to learn. Thank all five of y'all for that affirming hand praise. I've learned in life to pay attention to my experiences. I've learned to pay attention to what's going on around me because in them, God is trying to teach me something. When I got into this uh, master's program, this master's program, and by the way, I have finished my last class of my master's program. (laughs) Praise him. (laughs) Glory. Yeah. All that's left is for me to do what's called a comprehensive exam. And here's a guy who barely got out of high school. I won cum laude, magna cum laude, summa cum laude. I was, thank you, Lordy. When I got out of school, thank you, Lordy. Just two years of of college, I I do have an associate's degree, and they let me into this master's program based on life experiences. Because I was able to record and talk about the things I've learned. I put it down on paper. Here's the stuff I've done. Here's what I've learned. And they said, you may not have a bachelor's degree, but because of your life experience, because what you've demonstrated that you've learned and done in life, what you've achieved and what you've accomplished, we'll let you get into this master's program. They did not want me to tell anybody about it, but I got to brag about what God did on my behalf and what he did. And I give him the praise. Somebody say, I give him the praise. I give him the glory. I've learned some lessons. How did I make it through this program? And how are you going to make it through school? Because when I got into this program, I learned how difficult school can be. I recognize how tough reading and learning and taking tests can be. I thought it was over, but I learned some lessons that I want to share with you today. Y'all supposed to say, tell us, Pastor, we want to learn. I learned some lessons to help me get through that master's program. And I want to share the lessons with you that's going to help you get through whatever it is that God is teaching you. So here's the, I got them. Here's number one. Here's the first point I, I, I learned. I learned, I, 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 what helped me get through this program is this, I learned that you should never stop learning. Yeah, you should never stop learning. If you, if you are at a place where you're not learning, you're not in a good place. God is calling us to be in a perpetual place of, of learning and understanding and achieving and getting it. I learned a lot of things in, in, while well, I did. I, I, I learned that I had to stay in a, a perpetual state of learning. When you get to a place where you don't think there's anything for you to learn, here's what that state is called, arrogance. When you get to a place where can't nobody tell you anything, where you have an answer for everything and you can never tell anybody anything, that's called arrogance. Look around your section. There's some arrogant people around you. Go ahead and see if you can figure out who it is. Go ahead, look, don't point to them. Just look around and figure out who they are. Yeah, they're there. They're around you. They don't take no classes. Never been in a Bible Institute class. Never got into a discipleship program. They're around you somewhere. They, they are in a perpetual... They, they, they don't think they need to learn. You never stop learning. God wants us to remain in a posture or a place that we are always learning. I, I, I learned some stuff. With, when we went through this pandemic, I learned some stuff that I didn't know before. I learned during the pandemic, when we couldn't get together, I I would not let people join this church when they lived in other states and other cities and other countries. I wouldn't let people. I said, no, you can't join our church because I had been brought up under a traditional line of thinking that you had to physically be in the building in order to be able to be a member of a church. But I learned from the pandemic that we can still provide ministry and engage people, even though they may not physically be in the building. One of our members moved to Mexico. He moved to Mexico, and they're in Mexico. He and his wife moved to Mexico, and while they're in Mexico, um, they, they are uh, First Baptist Church, Mexico. Yeah, he's one of our ministers. Go ahead, stand up, Minister Donnie and Kim uh, Simons. They live over in some ridiculous place and they're here today. Thank you for being here this morning had to put you on the spots, put you on blast, because him still is a member of the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden. Even though he used to live here, he moved to Mexico, but he can still do ministry and still represent First Baptist Church and still learn and still take classes and still be a minister and still do whatever he needs to do. I learned that in the pandemic. I learned that. Let me say to the online people, I don't care where you are. You can be, you can be, I am, F-B-C-G. <laughs> and last Sunday we had people from all over the country who came and all over the world who came. I learned. I didn't get, see some people get stuck in, in, a, in a place of a belief and a, get stuck somewhere and they're never able to move forward. I had gotten stuck, but God had to shut the world down to help me see what I needed to learn. Look at your neighbor, say, Don't get stuck, don't get arrogant. How else did I get out of school? How else did I make it through this program? Here's point too I want to make. I learned that you don't have to do school alone. Ooh, y'all missed a great spot right there. And I want the kids, I want our children. Especially to learn this, that you don't have to learn by yourself. Here's, here's what I learned while I was taking these classes. I learned how to study with other people. and when we talked and dialogued about what we were studying and when, it helped me process it. it helped we had, we, even though the, I was in a group of pastors, every in order let me tell you, slow down, pastor. I was in a master's program. With mega pastors, churches, mega church, pastors who pastored mega churches. You had to be a mega pastor church to get in the program. And so I studied with pastors from all over the country. And we would get together and talk. And, we, and even though we were in different parts of the country, we could get on Zoom calls and talk about our class and talk about the lesson and talk about the book and talk about what we were reading and talk about what we were doing. I learned that I can learn better when I study with other people. I want to tell young people, study with other people. And then I, and then I got help from people who could do stuff that I couldn't do related to the class. There ain't no shame in getting some help from somebody else who knows what you need to know. I, I, I'm not gonna take all, I can't take all the credit. I got all these A's on these wonderful papers and I wrote the paper, but I, I had to learn how to put it in the format that they the school wanted the format to be put in. So what I did is I hooked up with a member who knew how to put it in the, in the format that it needed to be put in. I'm telling my secrets. I'm letting the word out. I'm sorry. Thank you, Jennifer. I learned. We have a tutoring program here at the church that is for children in school. We have, listen to this, we have a tutoring program that is lightly used we got people who have devoted time to help students be tutored. And parents, I recognize, he- here's what the problem is. Here's the problem is, there are students who need the tutoring, but they can't get the tutoring because their parents are too busy focused on themselves to bring their children to the tutoring program. I feel tension in the room, there's tension. We have a tutoring program. We got people who know the stuff that are willing to help your kids. Learn what they need to learn. I'm praying that God make all of the First Baptist Church of Glenarn students, straight A students, straight B students. I wish I had an amen right here from somebody in the group. You you have to learn that you don't have to do your classes alone. Oh, by the way, by the way, we have a tutoring program for adults. It's called Discipleship. Yeah, it's called, it's to help you learn how to be a disciple of Jesus. to help you learn how to incorporate it in in your life, how to help you walk like Jesus, talk like Jesus, live like Jesus. It's to help you become everything that Jesus wants you to be. We call it discipleship, somebody there to help coach you along. And we also offer classes to help you just develop in life. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, it's time to go back to school. Tell somebody it's time to go back. We offer classes to help you develop and be everything that God wants you to be. Now, let me close. Here's my third and final point. Did y'all get the first point? What was that? Never stop learning. What was the second point? You don't have to do it alone. Here's number three. Here's my third and final point. I want to teach, tell you that you have to learn the things that God wants you to learn. Learn the things that God wants you to learn. What does God want me to learn? Number one, God wants me to learn about life. Let me stick a pen right there for a second because the essence of life is learning about life. Learning about how to live. The problem is Life consists of principles and rules and laws and guidelines that God established. Now listen carefully because if you don't listen carefully here, you're going to miss out on what I'm trying to say to you. Too many people refuse to acknowledge the principles that God defined and the laws that God established. They fail to recognize and operate their lives under the parameters of what God established. And the problem is we, we, we're trying to create our own laws and our own rules and our own makeup of how we think life should go. And the problem is when you do it your way and you don't acknowledge the laws and rules that God has established, it results in tragedy and devastation for you. You hear what I'm saying to you today? Now, you, you can try to redefine gravity all you want. But you could go up to the top of this building and say, I don't believe in gravity. I ain't going to operate in gravity. And you can go ahead and jump off and gravity will tell you, okay, let's see what, let's see what your rule, how your rule is going. Here's what, here's what you need to ask. When you try to create your own rules and laws, ask yourself as you're going along, how's that working out for you? Yeah, how's that working out? You can't create your own laws on marriage. You can't create your own laws and rules on money, how you manage money. You can't create your own rules and laws. God established it, so we need to learn about life. God wants us to learn about life. That's number one. Number two, we need to learn about God. Here's what I want young people to know. Why are you doing all your learning? Don't push God out. Let me tell you something, let me say something. i am be finished, I'm almost, I'm coming to an end. I'm bringing this message to a conclusion. I'm bringing my plane in for a landing. I'm pulling my boat into the dock. I'm pulling my car into the garage. I'm putting the dishes into the dishwasher. I'm, I'm coming to a close. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying to you there? God wants us to learn about him. Look at your neighbor and say, you gotta learn about God. Here's where the problem is, we have kicked God out of our educational systems. We have have determined there'll be no prayer in school, we've determined that we ain't gonna read no Bible in school, we're gonna do everything else. We've pushed God out. But I'm here to tell you that the key to your learning is to include Jesus in your learning classes. Let me give a shout out to the Shabbat Christian Academy that we have here at First Baptist Church. Let me say something else out loud to parents and especially grandparents. You should, I, I am so, let me, slow down, Pastor. My wife and I homeschooled our kids. I salute the teachers in the, in the regular Public schools, I salute them, thank them for their work, but I'm devas- I'm troubled and devastated that the systems of our world and our country in particular have pushed God out of the programs. And I'm so grateful for my wife. We homeschooled our kids. That's, that's not true. She homeschooled our kids. And all six of our kids have graduated, gone to college, done well. My my oldest son, Joshua, when he was uh, growing up, they said he had a learning disability and he couldn't, he couldn't learn like other kids, and he had this issue and stuff. So we homeschooled him, and we took him as far as we could take him. And once we uh, got to, I think, the ninth grade, when he got up to the ninth grade, uh, we felt we had taken him as far as we could, so we had him tested. They said he will never survive in a regular school environment. He said, he can't learn. And so we signed him up for the public schools because we didn't have any other place to put him. And we signed him up for uh, a special ed class. But one of our our members who was a principal at the school, vice principal at the school, said, let him try the regular program just to see how he does because once he gets in that special ed program, he'll have that tag the rest of his life. So he went into this regular program and he got out, he came through the first year with excellent grades, did well and wonderful, (laughs) excellent. Finished the 10th grade, did excellent. Finished the 11th grade, did excellent. Graduated from the Suitland High School, did excellent. (laughs) There he is over there, take a bow, take a bow young man. He went to college and got four years of college and graduated from college. This is the young man that they said had a learning disability and that he couldn't learn in a regular program. This is the young man that they said that about. But you know what he would do? Every morning when when he would go off to school in the ninth grade, Every morning when he got up, when Joshua Jenkins got up, when Joshua Kenneth Jenkins got up, every morning at 6 a.m., he would come over to my bedside, and before he went off to the public school, we prayed. Don't tell me God, the God that we serve, can't fix it. He can fix it says one thing, but God says I got something else in mind. Let me finish. I'm sorry. I haven't even gotten to my text yet. Let me get to my text. The point I'm trying to tell you today, oh, I, I'm trying to, I'm, I'm all over the place here. I'm saying to parents and grandparents, even though the public schools might not Acknowledge God. You acknowledge God. You make sure to acknowledge God. Whether or not the child wants to or not, start the day off saying we crying out to God of the universe to help you get what you need to get and learn what you need to learn so you can do what you need to do. You take the lead. And I want to encourage him. Listen, let me encourage you too. You know, we have a wonderful program. A wonderful uh, Shabak is a wonderful school. I'm so proud of it. Uh, we, like I said, once we moved our kids through homeschool, they enrolled in the Shabak. We have a Shabak has a homeschool program, so they were a part of the Shabak homeschool program. And then, but we also have a regular program. And I want to encourage parents and grandparents to help. The, help them put their kids in a Christian environment if you are able. I see the claps are getting lower and lower because I made a determination and I want to challenge you to understand that the resources that God gives to you, parents and grandparents, it's not for you to spend them on yourself. The resources, the resources God gives you are for the next generation. It's for you to invest in your kids. I know you want that... Mercedes that's going to break down and have to be traded in. What's more valuable, you driving around profiling in a Mercedes or you investing in the destiny of your children? Mm-hmm. Woo, I am preaching and teaching up in here today. What? Well, <laughs> Y'all like it or not? I ain't against the Mercedes if you can afford it. I ain't against it. But I'm saying make sure you can afford taking care of your children becoming everything they need to be done first. Woo! 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 Ain't too late to enroll in the Shabbat Christian Academy. It's not too late put your kids in there. Check it out. Some of y'all ain't never even considered. Okay, let me, let me close out. Romans. Let me finish with Romans. Go to Romans chapter one. I'm finished. I'm bringing it to a close. I'm going to be in overtime. I'm going to be a little bit longer than nine o'clock. Just hang with me for just a few minutes. Can I have five minutes? Five minutes. How about 10? Will y'all give me 10? 10, 10. How about 12? 12, 12. Looking for 12. 15, 15, 15. You say you want, we going want to learn about God. Learn about the things. Here's what I want you to learn. Make sure you put this. Make sure you put this as a part of your learning. And watch it assist you and watch God empower you to be everything he wants you to be. This is for everybody. This ain't just for young people. It's for anybody who wants to become what God wants you to be. Here's what it says in verse Romans 1.20. He says, for since the creation of the world, listen to this, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen. Y'all see that right there? His invisible attributes are clearly seen. Here's the first thing God wants you to learn. He wants you to learn that his attributes are clearly seen. Learn about the attributes of God, the character of God, the nature of God. Learn. He's got so many attributes and so many things that reflect who he is. It says here in verse number 20, it says, For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made. Stick a pen right there. God wants you and I to learn about his attributes that are revealed in things he created. The nature of God is revealed through nature. The the nature of God's character is revealed through nature, through animals, through, through the essence of the world. His character is revealed and manifested. Learn about that. Put that on your agenda. It talks about here in verse number 20, even his eternal power and Godhead. Do y'all see that right there? Even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. Here's what that's saying. God is saying the nature of who I am and the nature of what I can do and the nature of my attributes are seen by looking at nature and seeing how the world are created so that nobody can come up with an excuse and say, I don't know if there's a God. Let me tell you something. When you wake up in the morning and you see the sun shining outside, that's the evidence that there is a real, living, vibrant God. When you feel, when you feel the wind blowing in the atmosphere, and you feel the air that allows you to breathe, there's the evidence that there is a God who created this world. This, this world didn't just come into existence out of nothing, out of osmosis, by its own power and might. We are in a world that God put in order, that he created, and he set everything in order. And we are here today functioning in it and having the opportunity to experience it because God created it. Learn about his attributes. Learn uh, that the things about his, uh, uh, things that he's made. Learn that there's no excuse for not acknowledging God. Something's wrong when you fail to recognize that a God had something more powerful than us had to create the world that we live in. Amen. Preach on, pastor. I'm doing the best that I can. You got to understand that. And it says this in verse 21, because, verse 21, although they knew God, that word knew there, means they were aware of God. That word knew means they, they knew that there was a God that existed. They, they perceived and they were aware about God. They knew that there was some power greater that existed. So although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God. They failed to recognize and acknowledge him as God. And uh, it says, and because of their faith, Futile thoughts. Their thoughts went to nothing. Their plans went to empty. Their future, their planning, their hopes went to zero. It went to. It was worthless. That's what the word "futile" means. They, they, their thinking went to nothing. Their hearts were darkened. They went to a dark heart. Here's what this is saying: When you fail to recognize God, your purpose becomes nothing, and your heart gets darkened. I got great news. If you just acknowledge Jesus Christ as Lord of the world and surrender to him, your your life will go from dark to light. (laughs) He'll take you from struggling to purpose and destiny. He's a God who has a plan for your life and a future for your life, but you need to put him on the top of the agenda. Somebody look at your neighbor and say, put him at the top of the agenda. Jesus died on the cross so that you can have life and have him more abundantly. And I'm praying right now that you would recognize that you need Jesus in your life. You need him to order your steps. You need him to call the shots. Submit to him. Come on, let's go back to school and put ourselves in a posture of recognizing that he is king of kings. He is Lord of Lords. He is Alpha and Omega. He is all-powerful and all-knowing. He is the God of the universe. He is worthy of all of our praise. You're listening to FBCG Live with Pastor John K. Jenkins, Sr. Too many people fail to realize and operate their lives under the parameters that God has established. When you do things your way, it results in tragedy and devastation for you. If you've been blessed by this message and would like to help us reach more people through this ministry, please click the link in the podcast description or visit our website, fbcglennardenorg give to donate. Thank you for joining us. We hope that you'll subscribe so that you'll never miss an episode. Be sure to tune in next